Greetings Koopalings and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. Hello, my name is Donnie Reese and I'm one of your hosts on PSVG's weekly Nintendo podcast. The day is June 17th. Tonight we record episode 86. My brother Kevin is filling in for my Nintendo's Caroline, who's on a much deserved vacation. Kevin had a different take on Nintendo at E3 2019. And we want to talk about it. Before we get into that, let's kick off the show properly by thanking our patrons. These are all the folks that support us at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Coach. Thanks, Calo, Devin, Kevin, Chris, Kyle, Josh, Borboni, The Bone Saw, Barry Cathcart, and Paul Calicote. And I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Benji. That's who I'm missing. Benji, thank you so much. I got to add you to my, my weekly notes. Uh, we have no haiku this week because Carolyn's not here. But we still thank all of you for supporting us and everything that you do. You guys are getting the patron giveaway. You're getting the monthly DLC, which should be coming soon from Kevin and Dev and friends. Kevin, Dev and friends. There's your new show. As well as the weekly installments of Arcadia Academia. And Kevin hates everything, which has been a lot of fun. A lot of good stuff you're missing out over there. Just just $1 support us, man. It helps us. It helps us keep our feeds up. It helps keep our website up. It helps us buy mics and all that good stuff. So give us give us a, a look over there if you're a... I can do a haiku. You want to do a haiku? Sure. There there once was a Patreon from Nantucket. Oh, God. Who's it? Uh, no. 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 I, I, oh. I, I felt like I knew that was where you were going, like, when you said it. And I was like, maybe, maybe he actually can just riff this on the fly. And no. <laughs> no, you can't. Kevin? <laughs> What's up, man? How you? Uh, how you been? What have you been playing? And, and honestly, it's not like we didn't podcast yesterday. That's true. It's like you know, how are things going with you? It's it's going okay. And I and I save stuff because I, this past weekend we were we were down at the beach house. So my gaming is pretty much limited to the switch when that happens. So I decided to go back into my uh, backlog and say, okay, what didn't I finish or what do I want to play again? Kind of deal. And I downloaded a bunch of stuff again. Um, the big ones, though, ones that I did not finish was Moonlighter. I redownloaded that um, and just got sucked into playing that for a couple hours, actually. Just but that loop is so satisfying of just grabbing loot, selling it all, watching the money pile profit up and just keep doing that cycle. So I uh, went back to uh, revisit that. The other one I'm trying again because I feel like I need to play and I need to beat it. Octopath Traveler restarted it because I was like, I can't you have it all over start all over because I'm like, I can't just jump back in. How do you start that game? Oh, you just, you just delete your save file and just pick it. <laughs> um, I'm biting off more than I chew. I can chew here again. I feel, but uh, I felt the need, like I didn't give it enough time, probably about 20 hours last time. Um, I didn't even get all the characters. So I was like, Oh, I, I need to do this again. I, I would have felt really weird jumping back in where I left off after all this time. Um, so I went ahead and, and started that again. But in my catalog of other things that I will be playing that I redownloaded, uh, I think I'm going to play golf story again. I did yes. beat it, but it's not, it's not like I didn't beat that, but I, I think I want to play that again. Oh, good summer so game, good. right? I would um, love multiplayer. They should, oh, yeah. we totally need they, they really should. Uh, Hyrule Warriors redownloaded that again just to kind of go through those maps more. Uh, I'm not going to replay the story, but I'm going to continue on with those challenge maps because there's just so many that I can keep playing that game forever, so I can kind of chew into that whenever I have some free time. And then uh, Serial Cleaner, which I double-dipped on because I did have that on PS4, I believe. Um, and I bought it for Switch and never actually booted it up for Switch yet. And I do want to play that again. That's where you're doing the crime scene cleanups for the mob, mm -hmm. um, for the bad guys disposing of bodies and whatnot, avoiding the cops. Um, had a lot of fun with that. So I was like, well, that's another good one. I can just kind of pick up and play in small bites. Um, it's basically just a bunch of games I can play in small quantities and then Octopath Traveler because that's not small. You know, Octopath is one game that 
I have zero regrets that I passed on. Right. I, I, I do not think you no, it's not your game at all. It was such a big landmark benchmark. And typically I always want to try to at least play all of them. So I have something to say on the podcast of nothing else. And like the more and more like it's beautiful, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But the more and more I saw the game, more and more I heard from it. I was like, there's no way. No, it's there's just it's a massive a loop. Chance. Yeah, it's a massive loop. There's these long boss battles that happen frequently. And it's like, and if you die in one of those, you start from the last save point, which might have been, you know, 20 minutes ago in some cases. So it's not always uh, the game to, to pick up early stages. It's a little hard when you don't have a party and you're just like that one person fighting the boss. And it's like, I picked a different character to start with this time. So I literally like was taking it from a different aspect. And it was one of the characters I didn't even get in the game. So it's like all new to me. But you get to the boss battle. And it's like the one giant boss. So all the bosses are like massive on the screen size. And then like three like crony characters are also there with him. So you're fighting four people and you're one and you're like level three at this point. It's like, you're so underpowered. It's like, it's so hard. And you have to, you literally have to do everything perfectly. You have to, you know, heal like every two or three turns, which I'm typically that RPG player that I want to go to. Like, I know I'm going to die moment to the heal. Like, I don't want to be healing every couple turns to stay on top of it. And that bites you in the butt playing this game. You have to, unfortunately. So yeah, a oh, man in Caroline's absence, she's going to, She's not gonna. Ha- she's not gonna like this. She's not gonna be happy about this. This time, I, I think she should be happy. I'm trying it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's hard. It's hard at the start, and I, I think I picked a character that was a bad character to start with. Um, I can't remember his name now, but he's he's the like the the teacher. So he's like a studier. He observes the the enemies to find their weak spots, but he doesn't start off very powerful at all. So I think I need to just reboot and start with a different character. Maybe maybe Ulbrich the warrior or something like that might work a little bit better as a starting character. So, but I'm definitely gonna give it a shot again because like like you. I want to play it. Sounds great. looks great, but I just didn't have enough time to dedicate to it. And I already have it. So it's not like a, a situation where I can just dump it. I mean, I could, but I don't know what it's going for now. Anyway, it was ever going to be a game like that. I would want it to be persona five. And even I know sure. like that's never going to happen. Right. It's one, it's one of, it's a persona five, but done in a 16 bit RPG style. So yeah, it's a hundred percent like that. You're going to sink in so much time. So if I just continually play it every once in a while, so I don't forget the story, I'll eventually beat it. Um, but yeah, I kind of looked at it and it's in my, you know, my game case. That one wasn't digital. I'm like, man, you know, I never really played this one. And all my other physical games, I played the crap out of except for this one. So give it, give it the old college try again. Cool. I like that bouncing around. I, I mean, I honestly haven't played my Switch much during E3. I was so into all the Game Pass games and they've taken up all of my time. Last week, I did beat Ape Out. I posted that in the Discord. That was fun. Um, really fun, actually. I really like that game. It's like the perfect blend of it's hard. But it doesn't feel too hard. Like I can't. It's almost like tempting. It's like tantalizing. It's hard. I know it's hard, but I'm like, I can beat this. I can do this. Let me get an. You know, let me go again. Let's play another round. Let's do it again. One more time. Um, one more time. Exactly. That's exactly what that game is. It's super fun in that regard. But uh, I did feel. I felt bad because I posted the screenshot. I beat it, and then I went to um, how long to beat .com. Oh yeah, I that in. and apparently you could beat this game in like two hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I played it for like twelve. Just <laughs> <laughs> because you can doesn't mean you should, Donnie. That, that just goes to show how apparently terrible I am at games. To support <laughs> Dev's argument, it made me. It did make me feel bad, but I also, I mean, I felt a sense of a sense of accomplishment when I beat it. It was a pretty tough little game, man. There's like, um, there's like four worlds groups they have like these albums that you jump mm-hmm. through and then each one has like their own levels and it gets crazy hard like bombs fall from the ceilings and stuff like it gets it gets difficult 
Um, I would encourage anybody to go play it. It's definitely fun. Like I said, I think it's enticing. It's super simple. And that's the the part that will keep you coming back because you'll die and you'll be like, I can do this because it, it's like Pong or like not Pong, um, like Pac-Man. Yeah. Right? You play Pac-Man and there are times Pac-Man gets really hard. Oh, yeah. But you always feel like you're in control because mm -hmm. it's just Pac-Man. You yeah. just go left and right up, you know, like it's, oh, this is super simple. I can do this, but you can't. <laughs> but yeah, I died a lot. And uh, I I don't know how much of my time is like pure gameplay. A lot of times I like, especially on weekends when I'm playing stuff, I'll just leave it up and like go eat lunch. Oh, or sure. just yeah, yeah. the game, go cut the grass. Like I just kind of leave my games up. So I have no idea how much of that time is full gameplay. But I also like I played this game. And I mean, how long did it come out? Like four months ago or something? I mean, it's old. Yeah, game. three or four months ago. Yeah. I definitely played this game where if I died three or four times in a row and I wasn't making any progress, I just turn it off. Yeah. And I go play something else and I come back and I keep playing. And it kind of has that graceful explosion machine type of feel sure. to it where you can just kind of do a run, you know, give it a couple of cracks and turn back off. Mm -hmm. Great for Switch. Perfect on Switch. I I don't want to demean anybody for not. I, I Everybody should play this game and buy it wherever you want. But why anybody would buy this on anything else other than Switch doesn't make a lot of sense to me because sure. with the Switch, like let's say you're going, I don't know, let's say you're getting the car to go to the store. This is absolutely something you can try a run on your way to the store. Oh, sure. Try yeah, a yeah. run on your way back. Try a run on your lunch break. It's it's that fast. Mm -hmm. so it just almost placates itself to the console well. Just another good Devolver game. You know, I kept saying it during the Devolver stream. I kept saying it on uh, the podcast. Devolver is on a really good tear of late, man. Mm. You know, they've got the messenger, they did greed, got a Roboto, we have my friend Pedro coming out this yep. week. Like yep. Ape Out is just another really good, like they have an eye for like indie talent. Yeah, like, they, they really know. do. Yeah, you know, like it's starting to get to the point when Devolver says we're publishing a game, I almost won it. Because I'm like, Yeah, they're on to something. It's they're always still... something a little offbeat, and it's like if you pitch this to another company, they'd probably laugh you out the door, but devolvers open to these ideas and it could still be a great simple, you know, mechanic to that game or theme to that game. But they're all about it because it's wacky for whatever they're reason. All good, so though. Right. It's exactly. Like a, like a seal of quality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, if devolver says like, Hey, you should like, you should, it's a good game. Like even Gree, which I beat probably the least amount of gameplay of all those games, still wonderful experience. Sure beautiful game everybody should walk through it's super fun so um yeah man i'm excited for my friend pedro that's kind of like my game i'm gonna get pedro <laughs> it's gonna get me to mario right it's gonna get me to marvel oh, yeah right so yeah i'm really excited for pedro I cannot wait the preview cycle has been tight-lipped on that one we haven't really seen yeah much. i haven't heard anything so i saw uh, a nintendo reviewer that i typically follow a lot he said i can't say anything yet he said but i think i can say that this game has an incredible first impression. So that's good. I think reviews are going to be solid on Pedro. Looks awesome. But uh, that's all I'm playing. So we can move on from there. Kevin, you were supposed to be on Shack last week. <laughs> and you were supposed to come do the three hour podcast marathon talking about all the amazing things that Nintendo showed. And then you watched the direct and you quickly took yourself out of the show. Yes. And uh, we had some, some fun back and forth on the Discord. And uh, I'll just say to everyone else what I told you, you've got to come back next week. One, because I needed somebody to podcast with. That's, <laughs> right. that's the first part. <laughs> no, but more importantly was, personally, I always like trying to bring the other side of the coin. 
everybody that's been on our Discord has seen me and Devin argue. Sometimes I argue with Devin for no reason, just to argue. Yes, I think you both do that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's good to capture the other side. You weren't so hot right. on Nintendo's E3 show. So let's talk about it and tell me. Let's dish. Tell me how you feel. Yeah, all right. Um, so I mentioned it a little bit in the Discord, and I didn't want to get into too much detail because I knew we were doing this and you wanted to do it. My whole reasoning for not wanting to be on track, especially last week, is, is immediately afterwards you could tell uh number one by the the live direct reactions that you and caroline did and and just everybody talking in the discord i was like all right they're super high on this presentation like super high so the last thing you need is me kind of bringing it down and and i don't think i'm at the level i i, I was making the jokes that i was going to burn the shack down which i'm not going to burn the shack down but i i'm not anywhere near as high and i didn't want to bring down that tone i want to let you guys be happy because as i said at the top of e3 it's fine to not like or say everything that you see is for you, but you certainly shouldn't kind of crap on anybody because be happy that somebody else is getting something they enjoy. And and by all means, the developers don't owe you anything. I've said that so many times that I, I can't be hypocritical and say, well, this is ridiculous. Nintendo should have done this for me. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just simply saying for me, uh, it wasn't the best direct that I've seen a lot of people throw it around saying like, this was the best E3 direct Nintendo's ever done. There's a lot of that out there. And I would agree with you. I said that on our show, but yeah. there is a lot of that out there. A lot of people saying this is the best direct we've ever had. Yeah. And for me, it, it there were, there were definite high moments and, and after watching it. And, and so here's the other thing too, is I've actually watched the direct three times now just to make sure I wasn't missing something or if I was just in a bad mood that day, because I mean, we were, doing so much coverage for E3 and so many breakdowns. So many things like, I just want to make sure this being the last one, I wasn't just done. And that's why I wasn't so high on it. And I left feeling not as sour afterwards, but still not anywhere near the, the excitement level there. And I think before we get into maybe talking about some of the games, I don't know how you want to tackle this, but for me, Nintendo has always been something special. And this is me getting on my old man soapbox here for a little bit. Being that kid getting the original Nintendo back when I was six or something like that at that point and and being a lifelong Nintendo player, I've never not had a Nintendo console. I've I went, you know, numerous years without adapting to the Sony lifestyle, to the Xbox lifestyle, all stuff. But Nintendo has always been that mainstay for me. And one of the main reasons for that is Nintendo always seemed to bring something different, something special to the table that made me say, okay, this is worth me having. And I know a lot of gamers nowadays even look at Nintendo as, okay, it's not that first tier console for a lot of people. It's like, hey, I'm only going to have Nintendo. We know people. Bless your heart, Jacob Rush, um, that only want the Nintendo experience. That's less and less. So I'm not saying that. But there's a lot of people that say, okay, Xbox is my jam. PlayStation is my jam. And Nintendo's my second console because of these cool experiences. So they're, they're kind of in that same mind state as I am. And that's where I look at it now, being a Nintendo fan. But I always look forward to going into E3 to Nintendo's presentation, probably the most, because I'm always looking for something different, something exciting, something offbeat. And for me, this E3 did not bring that. It seemed like for me as a whole, and this is generally speaking, the presentation was all about, you know, mechs and sword fights and hack and slash and just more of the same stuff we saw, more ports, which I get it. There are people who haven't played a lot of these games, you know, Daniel in our discord is an example of somebody who gets excited when they bring these ports because Dude, a 540p games... portable witcher baby right which is going to be an hey, amazing experience kevin some people want that some people maybe haven't played resident evil 5 and 6 and they're excited yeah, I, I mean i don't want to make fun of it because like you said so look at look at the example of like jacob rush 
Sure. He would never play any of these games because in his head, he didn't have the option to period because he only plays Nintendo. So yep. I'm sure there is a subset that is excited for it. But for me as a lifelong Nintendo fan, I was like, well, where's this special Nintendo thing? Where is the, I hate to even bring this up because it's it's like, oh, it's Kevin asking for it. Where's like the Pikmin type experience? Where's like the Elibits? Where's, you know, Billy Hatcher and the giant egg? Or where's like, where's these offbeat things that only show up at Nintendo's table? I didn't get it. Now, there are some offbeat themed things. You want to look at like Dark Crystal. Everyone's like, well, what the heck is this? This is weird. And, and I made fun of you guys not knowing. Weird. I think it's dumb. I think it was awful. Well, and that right. <laughs> and and I get that. And there's a lot of people who don't know what Dark Crystal is. Sorry, right, old folks. Right, I'm not right. backing off of that. <laughs> no, and it's fine. I totally get that. But let, let's let's break it down though. If you strip away that Dark Crystal theme, it's just Final Fantasy Tactics. It that is well, the exact same game. And that's what Jared was saying. Like the game itself is fine. It's your standard right. RPG thing. It just doesn't have the IP. That right. resonates maybe with many, but my whole thing really, I tuned out when it said Netflix. I was like, "Why are oh, we sure. watching a Netflix published game on Nintendo's Direct when Netflix itself isn't on Switch?" Yes. How, why is this in here? Like, how how is this their get? Like, at the very least, if you're like, "All right, we're going to give your your game some show," but you're going to put the app on the damn console, like. It, it was just weird. It was like brought to you by Netflix, but not Netflix. Yeah, it's it's Netflix's whole branch where they're trying to develop games. And, and then, you know, darn well, the the quality of the the games that they're going to be publishing are going to be things that only will operate on mobile and on Switch. So and I, I think I, that's why. But you're right. It's like it's kind of weird because we can't you can't watch Stranger Things on your Switch, but you can play the game. Same thing for Dark Crystal it. series, but you can't you know, you can't watch them. But you can play the games, but it. So, but I mean, like I said, even if you strip it away, it's like, okay, I've seen this game before. This is Final Fantasy Tactics. It is, it is the exact same game. Uh, Panzer Dragoon. It literally is the same exact game that nobody asked for. That looks terrible. <laughs> that looks so bad. And if here's the thing. If you're going to remake it, that's fine. Actually remake it. Like, because you didn't hear. When you look at the thing, like, I want to challenge you a little bit. Is it fine? Does anybody... It, well, so look at it this way. If you, if are you there away, older arcade fans that are like, oh my god, Panzer Dragoon. No, is that it's, a thing? it's no, no, no. But you strip away, strip away the name. You have pretty much the exact same game as that Kid Icarus Uprising game. True, it's the same thing. So, a, could, mm, okay, I was gonna save this for a 3DS show. Sure, but I wanted to ask you because 3DS I played the 3DS. I'm sorry. What's the 3DS? Oh, oh, that thing that Jules put all of his games on in a collection, right? Yes. Okay, yes. just second. Um, did you ever play the Suda game? On 3DS? On 3DS? No, which one do you have the on 3DS? Oh, okay. Wait. Different than Kid Icarus Uprising? Hang on. Okay. You're stretching. Go find it. Keep talking. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's the same type of game. So it, for me, it was just like, I've seen this game. Oh. I've, it just took away that, that lackluster. I wanted like an Elbits. I wanted that Katamari Damacy type thing, like where it's like, hey, this is weird. This is only Nintendo experience. And it seems like Nintendo now. And I think it's due to the fact that they have this new market share that they haven't had in a long time. They're selling consoles left and right. So now they're trying to appeal to the mass market. And I can't blame them as a business decision, but for that core audience that has lived with Nintendo this whole time and said, that's part of my, me as a gaming, as a gamer, part of my gaming ecosphere, you're giving me the same stuff I can get everywhere else. And like, like you said, there's certain experiences like ape out. Why would you buy it on another console? You should buy it on switch. In my mind, why would you ever buy Resident Evil on Switch? Why would you ever buy The Witcher on Switch? Like, it doesn't make sense for me, but I get what they're doing because they have this market share. And Breath of the Wild brought in a lot of gamers who thought Nintendo was for kids and said, wow, this is really cool. This is an experience similar to 
Horizon Zero Dawn or similar to, you know, Elder Scrolls, uh, similar to this. And this is this is the console I can like. Game that everybody's talking and buzzing about. Exactly. It's a must play game. I get you. Right. And it's not and it's not with a Mario game where it's like, okay, yeah, it's Mario's for kids. That brought that audience in. And I think what they're doing now is they're trying to appeal to those people, which is fine. But I feel for me, they're alienating that base that has supported them all along with little to offer. They definitely leaned into it, right? Because they immediately yeah. followed up with like Skyrim and Dark mm-hmm. Soul, and they're, they're trying to do some of that. Hang on a second. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah I want to save this for my 3DS thing, but I wanted to ask you because you brought up Kid Icarus Uprising. Did you ever play Liberation Maiden? No, never even heard of that one. So I don't know why, man. Two weeks ago, I started playing my 3DS for whatever reason. <laughs> And I was playing Mario Golf and I just started clicking through like I've got dude, I've got folder. I have a hundred games on here. Legit. Like right, just right. Fun games. And I was clicking through my folders and I went uh, or no, you know what it was? I was looking at like my most played games. Okay. And this one comes up, it's like eighth. And I was like, I completely forgot all about this <laughs> game, man. Suda 51 made a game that was published by level five okay. called Liberation Maiden that you can buy for eight dollars on 3DS. And it is Kid Icarus Uprising. That is the game. It's okay. mech shooty, shooty shooter thing. So if you don't, if you're all over the sword fighting armor core stuff, it's not for you, but it is that. That's okay. what it, it plays exactly like Kid or Chris does. So I was going to bring that up on our 3DS show, but I want to go ahead and burn it now because nobody cares about Suda, but, but us. Well, that too. Or 3DS, but no, <laughs> um, I, get, I get it. All right. Getting back to the topic at hand here. Though. Yeah. So I, I feel you. Remember in our pre E3 show, I was discussing how. Like on Wii U and especially on 3DS, there is a ton of the stuff that you were talking about. Yep. Like there is Harmonite and Mario, Donkey Kong and Friends and mm-hmm. Amiibo Party and Amiibo yep. Tap. I think yep. you're absolutely spot on because the reason that those things are there is they needed something to fill. Calendar. Exactly. Now yep. they don't. Right. So like they have the luxury of playing like a PlayStation and they can hold those first party titles as long as they need to. Absolutely. Because third parties are filling up gaps. People are selling and it's like, why, why would you burn them all? Right. And it's like, like I said, I totally get it as a business decision. It's just for me that takes it away. I mean, you look at one of the the best shown games at their presentation, Link's Awakening. Let's look at that. Absolutely adore this game. I'm all for it. I'm I'm in, I'm I'm buying it. That's, that's a given. I love the original. I love the look of this one. I like, you know, it's something different. This is a unique thing they're doing, but part of me sits there and says, well, this is a $60 game. This game was like $20 on Game Boy when I got it. It's the same game. Yes, hands on, way prettier. They added the Dungeon Maker. They had a new dungeon too. Okay. But so, all right. So the core original game could be beaten between seven and 10 hours. You add in another dungeon, at most, it's going to take you, what, half hour, hour? And that's being super aggressive, saying that's how long it's going to take. You round up, you're taking 15 hours, maybe. Right. So you look at, I spent $60 on Breath of the Wild, which is a game you can easily spend hundreds of hours in. And I'm going to spend $60 in a game I can spend 12 hours in. And then you have the Dungeon Maker, so there's some replayability there, sure. But let, let's rein in this Dungeon Maker a little bit. I, I like the idea. They definitely needed something to add to the game to fluff up, to pad up that price tag. I get it. I think people are reading too much into the dungeon maker. You unlock specific rooms yep. and you put the rooms in there, which is fine, but it's not like Mario maker. You're not designing that room inside the dungeons. Like, no, here's the pre-picked dungeon room. This has a treasure chest. This has this boss in it. And you just place it. You're not then manipulating that room inside and saying, okay, I'm putting a block here. I'm putting this here. I'm putting this enemy here. You're not doing that. So it's very much like, okay, if you unlock, I don't know, 50 different rooms, there's only so much you can do. And 
yes, you can share with friends, but you're just sharing the same rooms you already have access to. It's not like you're coming up with something wholly original. Yep. It, you're just rearranging the order of the things that already exist. So I, I like what they're trying to do. Like I said, it, because I love this game, I'm in. I if, I, if I was an outside Nintendo fan looking at this, I'm like, okay, you got me with Breath of the Wild Nintendo. I'm in. And you put this out and it's like, psh, no, I'm all about that trailer Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever you're going to call it at the end. Forget Link's Awakening. Like it doesn't have the appeal to draw somebody in. I think at that price point, when you look at it, you're like you're hoping the look would do. I think they're hoping just the yeah, visual would get exactly. you. Exactly. Um, I still think I think the Dungeon Maker is uh, just a test pilot. I, think I, I agree. I agree. Maker. Yep. I think that's what they're looking at doing, and they're like this is just kind of like let's put some of these systems in here and see what people do with it, see yeah. how it works, and uh, if it's something we really want to get into. But, um, man, all right. So I want to start with. Your, your topic about gameplay and the hours of gameplay for the price of entry, that's no different than every other game on every Absolutely. other console. Sure. You know, like you've got to make those decisions all the time. You pay, you know, $30 for Edith Finch when it releases, or you can pay, you know, $60 for Fallout 4 and play it a thousand times longer than Edith Finch. Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, I would always go for, for Edith Finch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a personal decision. I, I wouldn't. And I'm, but, and by the but, way, so hold on though. So, and, and I, I get your point to the point that you said it. Yes. But if you buy a 3D Mario game, whether it was Super Mario Land 3D or whatever that was the, that you like on the Wii U, or you buy Mario Odyssey, that's about the same amount of gameplay. You buy, you know, Mario Odyssey, Mario 64, about the same amount of gameplay. That's consistent. So Zelda for Zelda, I would expect the same amount of gameplay. And I mean, I know a little bit better because I've known these games. I've, I've grown to these. But if I'm new to this Nintendo ecosphere and I said, okay, I spent 100 hours in Breath of the Breath of the Wild. Here's the new Zelda game. I would be expecting that if I were did not know anything about this game's history. Okay. And I think those people are going to be sorely disappointed by that. The visuals mm -hmm. looks great. That's fine. But I think some people might be turned off it, when you compare Edith Finch and Fallout. Like, yeah, those are two totally different things. And I, I would get that. But if you buy a Pokemon game, you expect a Pokemon game to be a certain length. You expect a Mario game to be like a certain length and, and length. They've kind of set this standard of what a 3D Zelda game is. You know, Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker. Those are all about the same amount of length here. So I think some people coming in are going to be a little turned off by Link's Awakening if they don't have that history or that attachment to it already. Oh, I mean, I don't have the attachment to it and never played it. So I'll be interested in following the reviews and see how much they bring up with that. Yeah. Um, I just think if you know about it going in, I mean, I would hope that we wouldn't kill a game for being short. Oh yeah, no, and, I, and I'm with you. I just I think I like a, a forty dollar price tag for this one would be a lot sexier for many people, knowing that it's a short game. They probably, I mean, I don't want to get too much in speculation, but I, I wonder if this was probably earmarked for 3ds, and at some point they moved. You know, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, because it would still look good on 3ds too. So yeah, it, like like a Yoshi Woolly World, how it's on Wii U, and then it got to brought to 3ds, it's still great. I, I yeah, I could see that. All right, but even outside of that, though, yep. okay. You still have your, and, and by the way, I am here simply as a foil. Yes, I'm not I know. You or you know, you already know that. I'm not trying to change your mind, right? Um, but you got your, you got your Luigi mansion. I do have my Luigi. I'm very excited and, for that and one. You that. have a freaking Jello mold of him. <laughs> and I, I didn't throws, ask for that, but yes, plungers at doors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that's your super wacky weird. Yes, Nintendo, and it that, looks that definitely was and clean and, and bright and good. Yep, that, that definitely was. I have no qualms, at least right now, with Luigi Mansion 3 at all. Uh, Guigi is the thing nobody asked for, but hey, we have it. Um, and that that's fine. It, it I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, okay, Mario is a sidekick for Luigi for once or something. I don't sure. know. Um, 
it, whatever they they decided to go that route and and it looks like there's gonna be some swapping to make single player work so okay he has different abilities i i, I get it yep. uh, i'm a little hmm, i have a feeling i'll play most of this cooperatively with my wife so it won't be as big of an issue but if i was playing solo i'd be a little concerned with okay how much am i having to flip back and forth between these two is this going to be a common thing and that might get annoying for some people yep. but here's the thing is luigi's mansion that fits my my wheelhouse but i don't think as far as a commercial big success for nintendo i'll be surprised if this is a big seller for them like mario odyssey level like pokemon level like zelda level i don't think it's gonna be anywhere near that that's, that's not the point the point yeah, is yeah. Oh, your yeah. excitement yes over the thing now the other point now i want to get into a couple other topics but one thing that i definitely want to bring up um because i think I, I do think for a little bit here i think you've painted yourself into a corner mm -hmm. for the last five years or so nintendo has not had third-party partnerships to lean into yes and finally they've finally hit something the switch very well could be their most successful console not the wii mm -hmm. and that's that's huge thing to say like it's it's already outsold gamecube which had by the way a billion times more third-party support than the switch had oh yeah already like yeah they're, they're not close and it's right there on the heels for super nintendo which basically reigned for almost a decade you mm -hmm. know so like the switch is a, like a runaway success and knowing Nintendo's history with the Wii U, especially in the console space and even the 3ds where they had a hard time attracting third-party ports. Don't you think it, maybe it's like well within like they've earned maybe a little bit of a breather and yeah. to actually kind of lean into the, like seeing how well rocket league and Fortnite and things like this has propelled the system. It's like, can we just cut them a slack for like a year or two? Like, Hey man, and enjoy bringing some ports. Cause a lot of these Nintendo fans, like you already said, a lot of these Nintendo fans never played any of this stuff. Like if, right. you, if you came from a Wii U to a Switch, and there's you got to think there's 13.8 million of us that had a Wii U, and you're really excited. You're like, finally games again. Like there are other things to play. No, I, I totally get that. Here's the thing the though: balancing act. We've been talking ports for we're hitting the three year mark. Yeah, you're right. And, and I, there's I, just, the the ports have not slowed on. If anything, they're almost picking up steam. Like, and and you would hope that. No, I'm with you on the port talk. I right. am. Because you already know that uh, mm -hmm. they're not coming on a budget, which is the biggest thing. That's, that's really yeah. Yep. The Resident Evil stuff is ridiculous. It, absolutely ridiculous for no enhancements and no nothing. It's insane. It actually might be a worse version. Absolutely. On new hardware at more expensive price. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like portability is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But if you're asking me to be critical and objective, there's only so far I'm going to carry that portability torch. Absolutely. It's yeah. Giving the exact same game, probably a lesser version of the game at a bigger cost. At the very least, man, make it $19.99. Yes. What's $9, Capcom? $19.99. Right. And like they'd probably sell a boatload more if they did that. People yeah. would be more willing to pull the trigger. Because, like, I played, um, which one did I play? Revelations 2 on the mm -hmm. Switch. And that was fine. And, and, I mean, that was designed, those were designed for so 3DS old. originally, right? Like, it's yeah. so old. Yeah, so, exactly. it. It played fine, but I also got it at a discount. But now you're like, okay, Resident Evil 5, which is actually an older game, you're charging more for. And it's like, mm, I, can I play co-op with this one? I'm, I'm guessing no, at least not online, which uh, you, you take that portability, but then you still can't play it with somebody else if you're taking it portable. So I, I, I don't know. But they, like ports, that's one thing. The third-party support, yes, I, I'm happy more third parties are coming towards it. Here, here's a gripe. So here's here's one that might back me up a little bit. I want to mention three games here that are all not identical, but very similar in aesthetic, in design, and probably just a tad bit in gameplay. 
one of which I'm excited. The other two I really don't care about. And that's Damon X Machina, okay. Astral Chain, yep. No More Heroes 3. Mm. I'm, I'm all in for No More Heroes 3. I don't think those are very similar games at all. Hey, I'm just saying, like, if you watch a sizzle reel, watch a trailer. Visually, they all have that cell, sharp corner animation style. Okay. I give you They're that. all sci-fi-ish mechs and armor and lasers sure. and neon, all about that. And then you get one that's probably going to have a good story, which I think a lot of people argue it's just me and you think it's going to be a good story. It'd be No More Heroes 3 because Suda writes yeah, great stuff. Damon X Machina, I, I, people are really on the fence with this game. Some people absolutely love it. Some people are still like, I don't get it. That's fine. I don't think that's going to have, even if the gameplay wins people over, not going to have a, a great story. I think that, that's a given. I don't think it's going to be known for, hey, this has a great story. That's fine. Astral I Chain, think, I know I think, a lot of people are excited about this. I don't, I have zero interest in this game. Absolute okay. zero. It, it just it seems weird that like, I'm handcuffed to this robot who I'm going to use as a weapon, but I'm a cop, but I can't do my job on my own. I have this robot. I don't know. It just seemed weird, and it, it seems like a mechanic that to me I would get really annoyed with really quick. And then once again, that's me. So it's not a game for me. But I'm saying if you if you're just a Nintendo person that you're new to Nintendo in the last three years and you watch, you know, Breath of the Wild sucked you in. Maybe Mario Odyssey brought you in. Cool. You watch these directs and you're like, you see these three trailers back to back to back. You're like, that could almost be the same game. I got you. And that, that's what kind of annoys me. It's like, okay, we're just seeing the same stuff. I think what's so I, it's interesting that you say the same stuff because here's what I, here's, here's the flip side. All right. Let me bring you this. I think Nintendo via Smash and Mario Maker and Luigi's Mansion and Breath of the Wild 2 brought you the Nintendo stuff you came for. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to appeal to you for something else. Uh They're trying to say like, Hey, we have all the Nintendo stuff you love, but have you thought about maybe branching out a bit? Like try buying one of our partners games. Remember Astral Chain, like that's platinum. They're bringing Bayonetta three. That's a Nintendo published exclusive. Yeah. One Astral Chain to do well. They want to keep that thing going. They're trying to give it some time and give it some promotion. I can't hate them too much for wanting to say like, it's an exclusive. It's a game. Right. Right. No. And and that's that's completely fine. I, I'm just saying for me, like that's why my excitement is not there because yeah, I saw I saw robot mechs in three different trailers back to back to back in the same style. I got you. That that's it for me. So it's like that right there. It takes me out. It's like you had Travis in the suit, you had Damon X Machina, you're in a suit, and then Astral Chain, you get a suit handcuffed to you. And you really hate the suit stuff, huh? Yeah, you were all in on Anthem, like we played Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> but that was only one game being thrown at me for that. This is three. And Mar- Mario Maker, Luigi Mansion, I-, I get that. Mario Maker, we knew about. For me, that being at E3 didn't even matter because it was practically out. We already saw everything we needed to see from it. They didn't yeah, really yeah. give you anything new. Other than at Treehouse, I'm sure they did. But oh, please be excited. I mean, it's still Mario yeah. Maker two, and they're, they're going to fix it now. So it's right, right. Which is which is good news. I'm I'm glad they're backpedaling on that. I'm just interested to see how long that takes them to do it. Are you going to get it? Yeah. Am I getting it? No. Mm. Maybe someday, but I'm definitely not even considering it until that patch is there. I'm not. I'm not. Like I've we've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm pre-ordering the game now," and it's like, well, they just said they're I doing am. it. It's Nintendo; they move at their own pace. Yeah, this this could be a year before you see it I'm hit. Fine with that because yeah. the crazy, wacky Nintendo that you want and love is there. Like Mario Maker Two is crazy, like crazy off the chain with the amount of options and things you can do. Yeah, like the levels are going to be a next level, no pun intended, from what we saw with Mario Maker One. I think it's going to be really good. Um, I mean, Mario Maker 1 didn't get me, though, either. Like, I zero interest in that one. Yeah, I'm like, true. I have the Jason Lacey effect where I was like, I don't feel like building stages, and I don't want to just play stages where people are just trolling to make, you know, the impossible level. Sure. Like, the story mode is probably the only thing I'd be interested in. And for me, I'm like, I'm not in day one just to play 
that. Yep. I'll, like if, if, if it takes me, if for me, if it takes longer for Nintendo to actually patch that functionality in, that's probably better for me because that means more people are going to buy it day one, get disappointed or frustrated with it, trade it in. I could probably get it at a discount, you know, later on down the line when people are actually ready to play together. Um, it does help. It does help me to think about, okay, when they added that back in, that got me a little more interested in it. But for me, I like I'm never going to create a stage like I have zero interest in doing that. Like no desire. Oh, so it's all, I would just be playing multiplayer with you guys and playing that story mode. Yeah. And I actually think that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to try to yeah. create something. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I never created stuff first. My kids did and they probably won't anymore because they don't play games anymore. But I'm still yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what other people play. I'm, I want to play those those the the courses from the Nintendo Mario Maker Invitational. That, yeah. on the left. That chunk looks super fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before we leave the port stuff. What about um, Caroline's beloved Forsaken Setsuma? Does that do anything for you? Because no. the Switch is, with all the Final Fantasy support and all the stuff, the Switch is yeah. quickly becoming like the RPG machine. It really is. And, and I, yeah, and I, I think a lot of people are are excited for that kind of stuff. And like, so we saw, you know, that game. We saw the the uh, the rest of the Mana Collection being yep. ported over. And we saw like people are really excited for that. I, yeah, which which I find interesting i've always been of the mindset like oh hey i always kind of wanted to play that it was always weird we never got that and now it's there and they're also doing you know it's traditional format with the other two games and they're doing the remake of it you know on its own remastered the remaster might get me i really don't have a desire to go back and play an, an old game like i'll just i'll just play it on my nes classic that's been hacked like i'll, I'll just you know what i mean like i can already play that game so it's fine i i get it and i get the excitement that it's finally available i do but so once again here's another scenario we saw the collection of mana we saw the remake of that third one we saw nino kuni mm-hmm. we saw more final fantasies coming we saw the final fantasy tactics you know type game contra it, it, contra it, like we're just seeing this contra collection. well contra is a little bit different but i'm talking about, like well, the rpgs like the jrpgs are the old ones too well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about the JRPGs. That's what I'm focused on right yeah, now. Like, yeah. we saw once again so many JRPGs, which I get. Caroline loves them, and that's and I'm not squandering anybody because I personally love JRPGs. But I can only do so many, and I definitely can't do them back to back because they are a time suck. They are a grind. They're they're great. I love them, but I can't imagine like so. If I'm going to play Octopath Traveler right now, the last thing I'm doing is day one buying you know Nino Kuni later this year. It's like no, yeah. no, no. You you need to pace yourself. I can't play just those. They just become a blur after a while until like one long you know, mess is not mess, but you know, visually looking at some of these, like obviously Nino Cooney is going to be different, but the mana ones are the point means a whole lot more than the mech point. Cause the mech thing, we're talking about a game next year and two other games. That's now, true. I'm, that's I'm the, all right, that's by fair. the way with Damon X Machina. Like I think Astral Chain is going to kill that game. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was 100%. interested in Machina until I saw Astral Chain. Absolutely. And I'm like, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, especially at $60. It doesn't make it's It's too much. And absolutely. Machina also feels like it's a, like it's one of those games that they're going to release and then they're going to try to build on, you know, like it's a, we're releasing it now, but we're going to change it next year and the next year. And maybe three years from now, mocking is something you should play. Uh, maybe, but I don't think people are going to stick around for that game. But uh, yeah, no, but I disagree with you wholeheartedly on, on Astral Chain. But like I said, this are just three games. Now, I think the RPG point is a better point because there sure. are a lot of RPG options right now, yeah. which I think is a good thing because I think portability is best for that like environment. Um, yeah. So I imagine that you're not like you're not excited for Dragon Quest at all. Then Dragon Quest is probably the most interesting of them. Um, Crystal Chronicles, zero desire on that one. Um, I didn't like it when it was out on GameCube. 
and to find out that it's not even a sequel, it's just they're remaking it. I'm like, oh, it's even worse. Like, you're not even trying to fix, you know, why people didn't like it back then. Like, I only know of like one or two people that actually appreciate that game for what it was back then. Um, and it was a big deal because everyone was like, oh my God, Final Fantasy is coming back to Nintendo because we didn't get any since and Super all- Nintendo. And then seven, we had eight remastered right. that. Like, they're all back. <laughs> right. And, and that's actually more exciting than, than Crystal Chronicles coming back. But yeah, it it's weird. I mean, Dragon Quest interests me. Uh, not a day one purchase for me at all. Nino Kuni, I probably play eventually. But like I said, it's like I can only play so much of the same style of game where it's like that grind turn based combat. I love them, but I'm not going to play four or five of them in the same year. It's just impossible. Like, look at Kahlo. I mean, I, I don't think he's beaten any of the Dragon Quest games and he, he's he's bought them. He's bought he different them. iterations. I don't know if he beat them. I think he beat 11. I know he really, really loves it. I don't oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of it reviewed really well. Like, I'm right. actually really, really excited for this one. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, if I if I were to pick one out of all the ones shown, Dragon Quest would be the one I pick. Right. On that topic, yeah. because I, I do want to try to sway you here. If, if I can at least at the very least make a pitch, if you could pick one to play, please play Pokemon. I know I know you and it's not just you. I know there's a there is a general trend. There are people that just I'm not going to like the Pokemans, but I'm telling you. I got this feeling, man. I'm really excited for Sword and Shield. As a Pokemon player, what they've shown me in gameplay is like next level stuff. I'm so excited. I want to oh, I want to run around in this open area, open world ocarina of Pokemon game that they've got. Like it changes everything. It gets rid of it like totally does. boredom that I yeah. I experience when I'm playing Pokemon. I'm like, oh man, this looks like something else because now I can see the Pokemon in the field. I can go chase the ones that I want. I can hide away from the ones I don't want. Like that, yep. let, that let's go mechanic was super like what a great quality. Of yes, life. absolutely. And then on top of that, then you have the core Pokemon game. Right. And and, and so I, I will say, and, I, and forgive me for this. I don't even think of Pokemon when I think JRPGs, but you're right. hundred percent. It's the same type of mechanic, but I never even think of those as, as those type of game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that. I like the quality of life. I like the Pokemon go aspect because, don't forget, I have Pokemon Go. I bought hey, that. You, so I think you play more Pokemon Go than I do. Probably. I didn't. I didn't get super far into. I stopped. I think my wife played more. Um, but yeah, I was. I was Fortnite, and I get it. And the last Pokemon game I played handheld would be um, prior to that was X and Y. Yeah, uh, I played those ones, and I enjoyed it. Sun and Moon did nothing for me, so that that's fine. I moved on from that. I like what they're doing with the open world, but it's not just you. Lots of people are focused on that, and I get it. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as open as what people are thinking oh, it's going no. to be based on the market. Like I think that one field you get, that's all you get, bro. Yeah. Everything else is going to be in the cities where you're just directed to one place. But that one field, well, it's not going to be, it's going to be more, they're going to be multiple one fields. Right. Outside of each town, they'll have a field. Exactly. Instead yeah. of going down the corridor tunnel. Right. And then into the mine to get to each city. Now you actually can run around and do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so like, I get it. And it's cool. And, and you know what? I, when is this one? When is Pokemon? November. November. It's their November game, November 15th. Same day as Call of Duty, I think. Now, this is all off the head. could be completely wrong. I'm, this is straight. I don't Probably. have it. I don't I mean, have it in front of me. I'm, I don't I'm know if it'll be the same day because Call of Duty normally comes out on the what, Tuesday. It, Nintendo does weird no, things. No, like no Friday, I'm sorry. Saturday, You're so. right. It's not Call of Duty because Call of Duty is going early this year. It's in October. Yeah. There's another game coming out. Like, maybe it's Jedi. I think it's Jedi. I think it's okay. the same day as Star Wars. And I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, I might. I might. Depending on what my. Because you jumped into Let's Go. Books. I did. And I did that more for my wife and kids, though, than me. Yeah. Because she likes Pokemon, but I don't know if do this will do anything here. for her. Might find something. 
Yeah, it may be. I'm, it, I'm, I'm a maybe on that one. But I was thinking when, when I was thinking the JRPGs, I was thinking Dragon Quest. Here's the thing. You're right. Pokemon uh, is definitely a possibility. To put your, to get because I, I got more questions I want to ask. But yeah. to kind of take your, can I call it salty? Yes. I don't want to be too mean, but to yeah. take your salty approach to the whole thing. I mean, I got to tell you, man. You remember we were talking about E3 last night, and we were talking about how in years past, like E3's been much worse. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's had much worse years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. We're getting Luigi. We're getting Mario game. We got um, the Zelda game. We have Pokemon game. Like, there's not a whole lot more that I think you could really ask for in a in a short window, too. Like, don't forget, like, this is all in the next six to eight months. Yeah. We're going to have another direct, man. You're going to have another direct. There's going to be another game in there. They're going to show you another thing. They're going to have some indies. Like, I, I there's, so there's a lot of things that I want to say. Um First of all, the, the points that I was making fun of in Discord, just so I can address those, I definitely feel like you, you, you're a little contrarian a lot of times. Yeah. Um, you tend to zig when everybody zags. Yep. And I wonder how much this might be. And I don't think so, because I definitely, you also have very selective Nintendo tastes. Absolutely. And but I like I, the weird stuff. Like I said, the unique experiences. Like I definitely feel like since the 3DS, like in all of our podcasting days spent together, like your Nintendo has been on a downhill. Mm. You've been kind of just like, Slow, like you're there for the highlights and you like them, but you're you're kind of like where's, you know, it's almost like you're like you have like this GameCube mentality. Yeah, I get more excited for the B tier games than I am the AAA games. And it feels like it's like it's just um, I mean I'm not saying I'm not even saying this is right or wrong, but I feel like that it might be like a generational thing. Like that's just yeah. not the Nintendo that we're in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, and it, it in a lot of ways that's almost parallels my thoughts of PlayStation. You sure. Know, my PlayStation stuff, all of the franchises and all of the things that I really love about PlayStation, like they're moving away from those. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not playing as much PlayStation as I want to anymore. That's totally fair. Yeah. Developing a bit. But, you know, I'm there. I'm like, where's, you know, where's, um, where's Infamous? You know, like, where's Resistance? Yeah. Where yep. Those are the same games I love too. So I'm, I'm exactly. there with you. But yeah, you're right. It's like, I'm, I've been, I mean, like to, to boil it back down, where's the Pikmin game that was near completion, sure. what, sure. six sure. years ago? Pikmin game. Like I'm like, let me lie to you, man. Like that's what I'm thinking. Or I'm thinking they they you know turned it into that terrible, terrible 3ds game that we got. I told you that when it came out. Yeah, still do. They say it's not, and I think that's just their way of like eventually they'll make another Pikmin game. But see, I don't know. Here's my thing. I don't know that they're going to anymore. They will. They they don't. They they didn't sell that great. No. Like, let's let's do it. And I mean, they got to really be hurting for fillers. They're like you said, they're slowing down their first party releases because they have also the support. Yeah. If they can pump out a Zelda game every other year, they don't need a lot of these, these wacky tier games that I like, like your Pikmin's. I mean, animal crossing, it's been a long freaking time. So I and think Metroid star Fox, like these are all these other ones that would get F zero even would get, I think more hype off the bat than Pikmin would. Sure, but I think it, I do think it's a it's a console cycle question. I think you get I think you're kind of coming off of the Wii where you had like all the Pikmin, <laughs> like all the Pikmin. Well, yeah, yeah, well, two, no, yeah. I had two, and then three was on Wii U, right? And I think that's the issue now is in a in a generation in a cycle where this where the system is selling well. I think you only get one, and I think that for most of the B tier things, like you get you get the main course every year, and you get one B tier. Remember last year when I was saying you know last year I was like we've got you know, all the games came out last year. And on our E3 prediction show, I said, we're going to get one of the other. We're going to get a Mario Party or we're going to get a Pikmin. Like, they're going to have a B-tier game in there. Yeah, yeah, We got Mario Party. I think the same thing this year we got Luigi's Mansion. Next year we might get a Mario Golf or a Pikmin or a Star yeah. Fox. Like every other year, that cadence, you'll have a Zelda game, you'll have a Mario game, 
they'll throw in a B tier game and then fill out the rest. And I, I yeah. think that's a good cadence for them. It is. It's just, I, I like the B tiers. I'll, I'll take a B tier over the, like, that's my thing. It's like, if, if you gave me, if switch came out with, not that they ever would. If Mario Odyssey came out the same exact time as Luigi's mansion, Luigi's mansion all day. I, I never would have even had to think about that. Like that was, that'd be a given you hell. You give me a Yoshi against Mario. I was taking the Yoshi game. I was just about to say, like, we just got a Yoshi game and yeah. we had the Kirby game. So, I mean, like they're getting through them. Yeah. Um, in your defense, though, I got to admit that I thought when the switch was unveiled, when we first got eyes on the NX and we were getting a uniform console portable experience, I thought we'd have more software. Yep. Because when the Wii U was out, even though the Wii U was dreary for software for a while there because it was selling so bad, the 3DS was still cranking out some banging. You had the Metroid remake. You had the Pikmin. You had the Chibi Robo. You had Yoshi being ported. Like everything was coming. And, and we then, kept laughing at that. We're like, why is everything going to 3DS? Like, Then combining the two together in three, right. three or four years. And it's like it dwarfs kind of what they've done so far. And they're saying that they don't want to overwork their teams, which is why the Animal Crossing got delayed. And not, by all means, I'm not advocating for these terrible working conditions. But you're right. It's like That's they pumped out. Timely excuse. I think so, too. <laughs> I think so too, but I don't, I don't want to call out BS. I want to take them for their word. Sure. But they pumped out way more titles between the 3DS and Switch, I mean, 3DS and Wii U than they are with just the Switch. And that's what seems weird. So they, they condensed, they moved everything to one. They, they haven't made anything for 3DS. Like, these, so games are, these games are also definitely bigger than those. And not Link's Awakening. Not, not Link's Yoshi. Awakening. I don't know. And I think Yoshi, they sat on, dude. I mean, we when we first saw Yoshi, that was like ready to go. Like that had a highly polished, and it was very indicative of end, of what we ended up getting. Sure. So I I think they sat and they delayed that one deliberately, and I I mean maybe they're doing this with other stuff too because like you said they don't need to fill in the gaps right now. But I don't know. For me, it's just like the longer this goes on, it's like the less and less interest. I would be like I will buy, you know, one or two games a year off my Nintendo console, and that's kind of what it's looking like. And you know, it's fine if I get more, it's more because I'm buying them for somebody else. Then how myself. much of this is the Animal Crossing delay? How big of a damper was it for you? Honestly, they could have delayed it if they gave me more stuff to look forward to. So, I mean, what are you missing here? Don't say Pikmin. Like, not Pikmin. What, what do you want here? So, just something else original would have been great. A Super Mario RPG. We were waiting um, for you. even like, a Mario and Luigi game. We got to get them out of the pipeline. Right. So they can unveil and show us new things. Like, is there no hope for you that, like, now that these games are coming out that we've been looking for a year, that starting this year you're going to see new games like there'll be new placeholders there's no hope that next I'm, year no i'm fine with new stuff i just want it to be something different and you know nintendo-esque well nintendo so it was a very let, distinct brand feel to it allow and, me to rephrase yes we've been following this year's games for two plus years now now they're finally coming out we finally have a date for animal crossing we have luigi's mansion we have um Link's Awakening, we got Yoshi, right? We have Fire Emblem. These games have we've been following for a while now. Now they're coming out. Well, Luigi's games. Mansion, we haven't been. That that was announced, and then they showed nothing, and then a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So it hasn't been two years. It hasn't been two plus yeah. years. It's been a year I'm kind ago. of lopping all of this into one. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we yeah. had this like this this lineup of games that they've yep. been internally, they've known about for a while. They're here. Like Animal yep. Crossing is the last end of the games that yes. you know, not counting Breath of Wild 2, which they just announced. Right. Animal Crossing is the one game that for the last between a year and two and a half years ago, we've still been following that they're all finally coming out. Once they're out, now the slate is clear for them to unveil and showcase 
new games. So what's following up Luigi's Mansion? Maybe it is Pikmin. Maybe so is why Star-Pop. why not tease something? They didn't. They just did. They just did. Well, they the did. They, did went, the they went for that. They went for the big headline. But that's all and they that showed. Was the big one. <laughs> right. But think. But so think of last year. All these games you just mentioned, we were shown something, and then now we're getting them. This year, I would expect a similar scenario, and it's not there. Zelda was the only thing. I think we will get something revealed at the direct this fall. I think we'll get something revealed at game at the game awards. I, I think we will see Bayonetta three be reintroduced. I, I mean, I think there's. You got to think like once we get past Animal Crossing, they have a lineup for they have to line up something for next year. They've got things in the works just because you don't know about them. They weren't a three. I'm just saying, like, I don't I wouldn't go as far as saying Nintendo is losing their Nintendo charm. I would just say, like, maybe you're in an off year. It's just a downturn. It's a downtick. You're, if anything, they're setting up to uptick you back up. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. So before Yoshi. What was the last Nintendo game I bought? It's been a minute, man. And and but I got that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's been I so like yeah, it's an off year, but I'm thinking it's more excited. I think it's almost now, an off two years though. Like that's what I think it really is. Like it's not an off year, it's like an off year and a half. And that's now like, we all get excited except right. for you. Well, yeah, and, and well, and that's what I'm thinking. So so think think of how you'd feel if you didn't buy or play a game on your Xbox for like a year and a half. No, that well, and I kind of was there with PlayStation close. Right. Well, yeah, so, so yeah, that's probably the better example for you there. And it's just like, that's where I am now. And it's like, I just want to see like, so yes, we know Bayonetta is out there. That's fine. The difference you know, was, I didn't think that I've been waiting on the last of us forever. Like that's, and that's for sure. Game. Right. And there was like nothing else. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> right. What right. Even right. doing, I don't care what any of this stuff, yeah. you know, like, so, so no, but, I, I, mean, I definitely feel you. Bayo three we're getting and, and that's that's fine. But once again, for me, like that's one tick above Astral Chain. Sure. I'm I'm mildly interested in this, but I mean essentially they're the same game. Yep. Devil May Cry Bay and Astral they Chain. They're all similar that's with true. slightly different mechanic. Um we know we're getting Metroid. So that that's fine. I'm excited for that. I want to see more of that. And that that may be a next year thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, it might not be, you know, that's whatever. <laughs> I think I think we see another three D Mario game. I, I don't know how how high close. I'd be up on that. Splatoon three, if they do that, I don't really care at this point. Like, I mean, Splatoon two is fine, but I, I don't know if they're going to get me again, unless they really try and do something different. Like, if it's just more of the same, I'm like, been here, done that. I was going to say. Know? So another question, and I brought this up in the in the Discord. And I actually think this is probably has probably more to do with it than anything else. You and I both were kind of I would call it like devout Wii U enthusiasts. Yeah, and if you were that way on Wii U, I definitely can understand your feeling now, because sure. so far the Switch has been a lot of Wii yep. U outside of breath of the wild and yeah. odyssey like, and we and you and i bought all those games yep <laughs> like so tune cart smash yeah. you're like yeah mario maker yep D- yeah we've done this i did this in 2014 i definitely get that I yeah definitely- so I, you're right maybe maybe that's it maybe that's it but yeah i, I think mean, it at least a factor i think it's something yeah sure and uh, that's fair I, I think we've we've said by p the, the only the last thing i'll touch on the smash characters it reveals banjo man banjo very happy for banjo dragon quest i don't get of I, course, I, but you don't like Dragon Quest, but no, I mean, it, but you know, here's who, else, who else? I get it. I get it more than Persona. Sure. I mean, Dragon Warrior started on any. I'm told like yeah. I'm fine with that. It's just it's a weird choice, but it's fine. It's not once again, they don't owe me anything. But it's, like, it's like it's like they don't even have a name. Was, Character doesn't even have a name. <laughs> like I was it's like the hero. OK, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy that there's a lot of them. <laughs> That's cool. we, I mean that yeah that definitely adds something to it for sure. There's but like now new characters. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're looking at what there's two there's two more left. Mm-hmm. But the, and, and I think you touched on this in Tennis Tracks. 
why are they taking so long and getting these things why. out? It's insane. Why they didn't drop one during the direct to at least pop right. a little excitement, even if it was Dragon Quest, even if it was the, the hero. Right. I mean, something. Just do something. And honestly, right now, so I'm we're three character reveals in. You're still I not like, interested. I like Banjo. I'm still not buying that pass. I, I still don't see anything. No. No. Hmm. I, I still want to see. I, you know, Maybe I'll buy the pass when they all five drop, but I don't know. I'm seeing this trend here, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if there's anything I'm going to be excited about. I don't see me dropping a Dropping it to get all stuff in. And honestly, I haven't touched Smash in so long. No, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. So I don't you know. I could save the 20 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever the pass is, and, you know, put it towards and something else. Knowing your history with JRPGs and your, you know, take on Persona things, I've been saying this for a while now. Fire Emblem, it seems to be taking a major page out of Persona. Yeah, I, I am interested in seeing more of it. But here's the thing for me is like, that definitely would not be a day one purchase for me. That would be like, hey, if I see a, a deal on it, I'll snag that one. Yeah. I'm more likely to pick up Pokemon at full price than I am Fire Emblem, to be honest. Get Black Friday grab for you, maybe. Right, right. Something, something of that nature. Like 30, 30 bucks. Right, maybe. and if the, yeah. if that's the case, totally all for it. I might be interested. I do want to see a little bit more. I think what they've shown has been a little bit more promising, but I'm still not 100 percent sure what's going on per se in this. I got you. And and but I'm but I'm intrigued. But yeah, it's like Fire Emblem for me. That is one of those B tier games uh, for me. I, I know a lot of people like you know love them and think that's a B tier game for me. That I'm actually not triggered by as i normally am with the with the b tiers but okay yeah well i think 2020 looks very promising we should have a few first party or i mean definitely a few first party releases that get mixed in there with like the lego remaster and bayonetta maybe mm -hmm. shin megami tensei 5 comes back you know maybe they talk about breath of the wild or metroid at some point next year i'm sure they will and uh so i mean i really think what do you think about what so what do you think about your beloved animal crossing this is your game like this is the one that brought you to the party yeah um I'm bummed it's late. I, I get that. And and like you said, the, the excuse they gave, I can't be mad at the excuse they gave. I don't yeah, yeah, believe that, it. That's why it's the perfect excuse because you can't it's say like, you can't question it. Right. Then you're just you're just an a-hole. You're a jerk. Yeah. So I'm gonna be a jerk. And I, I think like, man, come on. There, there let's be honest. There's not much to Animal Crossing. I'm not a game designer, so don't don't come at me with that approach. Like, well, Kevin, why don't you make your game? I'm just saying mechanic wise, there's not much there. You you put furniture and you put designs and shirts and stuff like that and other than that it's, it's translating tasks. I would push back on it a little bit because I just think there's a lot of algorithms and things that they got to do they got to be right or can, sure, like, but it can break everything but I'm sure I'm sure they have 70% yeah. of that if not more from the 3ds yep. version like it's not it's not an original concept that they're coming up from the ground up with so that I get um I do need to watch the treehouse footage. I did not watch it because I was being salty as you said um so I didn't see all the details for everything I saw the trailer it looked a little off to me. So, I mean, if you didn't hear me on the check, I, I don't think it looks good. Right. I mean, that's, that's the first thing I said when we watched Treehouse, we saw them playing, and I was like, Caroline, this game's not anywhere close to being finished. That's why it's being delayed. It's not ready. That's what I think. Like, it, the characters just didn't look There's right. A huge and not that I'm looking between it and Luigi's Mansion and, yes. and yes. Zelda. Like, but, not even close. Right. And, and here's things I'm okay with it not looking like that quality. Like, I, it could look just like it does on 3DS, except oh, on I'm the big talking, screen, and that would have been fine. But I'm not even talking about like, visual fidelity. Yes. I'm talking like the ground and the area is barren. There are no yes. details. There yep. are no like patches. Like, yep. the world doesn't seem alive. alive. Things are flying around. Like, things yep. aren't happening in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, why that's it's, what it's, scares me. And then this news that's coming out with the whole save structure. And I'm oh, still so let's let's get into that because I I, yeah. I got I got two news stories. Yeah. Um, I haven't feel better, man. I, I I tried to 
offer a little resistance for our Shack listeners, but I, I, yeah. I definitely get you. Yeah. yeah. For all the, the the funny things that we go back and forth in Discord. I definitely I get it. I right. And, and like it. I said, I'm not as salty as I, I was when we initially started. And like you did counterpoint me on a couple things that made me pause and think so for sure. Um, but yeah, just for me, it's 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 fine. That's all. I that's think, all. I'll sum it up. It was a fine E3. It's fine. I think your year is coming. Hey, man, so. it's better. You can't do any worse than that Mario Tennis Star Fox E3. Way better than that. That is true. All that right. So true. the news stories that I brought tonight to get out of here was Nintendo fans are unhappy. And I thought it went very much in line with tonight's topic of Kevin hates everything. Um, so you already mentioned Animal Crossing. So let's start there. Animal Crossing New Horizons will not be compatible with cloud backups. And the excuse given was that they want to avoid people manipulating time. Yep. So I agree with them. And most people don't. And I only agree with them in the sense that, look, I don't know how many games, I don't know many games, by the way, that work off of a clock like Animal Absolutely. Crossing. Yep. So I don't think there's really any app comparisons out there. Can it be done? Sure. I'm pretty sure all technology can be done. Like there's an answer to everything. Can Nintendo do that? Probably not. Probably not. Like, Anything online. No. <laughs> we can't match it with friends yet. So I don't want people, look, here's what I say. Animal Crossing depends on the time. You want to play during specific times on your birthday, on Halloween, on Christmas, mm -hmm. during seasons. Absolutely. And if you let people start changing all that and doing whatever they want and saving things and replicating, it's going to break it. It's not going to be as fun an experience. Sure. So I would rather put save cloud, save data at risk. Look, man, stop breaking your switches. I don't know. Take a little personal responsibility. <laughs> I would rather put your save data at risk than avoiding, like to avoid me just kind of breaking the entire game. All together, like if if I log into uh, our town and Kevin has eight thousand pear trees because he's resaved and duplicated and traded, right. like that's not going to be any. That's going to ruin the entire game for me. And how does that even work if you're playing with other people not in your house? Like if, like you said, if we're if we're doing a PSVG island, which I'm not even sure we're doing because my family's going to want to play this game. So I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll figure that out as we get closer. Oh, lot, man, give them a controller. They're on PSVG island with us. Yeah, but how many people fit on the island? I, I mean, yeah, um, that's that's my concern. But yeah. I, it's impossible to do it when you have other people being able to manipulate the same space. It's like, yeah, you might be able to sync up, but like, that's a lot more. Now you're factoring in the date and time and like, I get it, but I will just to echo the, the animal crossing fans. It's totally going to suck when your switch dies. Yeah. Like absolutely horrible. Like save and that, it to the cart. If you can't do it, that save it to the cart, save, have the data save to the cart. Yeah. Like do something because you can lose so much in a game like that. If something goes wrong. And maybe they maybe they bring it later, uh, yeah. but I'm not going to make any excuses for them. And they did yeah. the exact same thing to Pokemon, yeah. which uh, yeah. I also agree with. Yeah, you know, like I get it. We pay for cloud saves, and you expect it across the board. But I mean, I I don't know how you get around the Pokemon thing. Like you can't be having mm -hmm. people trading Charizards for stuff and then just backing up and restoring right. it when you get something they like. Yep. Like there has to be some sort of democracy there, yep. and uh, bad things happen. Um. So I mean, I don't know. I I think it's I think it's a very acute case. I think it's a very acute risk. And to be quite honest with you, if I was like in charge of a billion dollar company, I don't know how much I'd be like invested in, in saving like the 1% risk cases. Cause that's what I think it is. I think, well, if upset are like, that's like the 1%, it's not the global sure. people. You know, right. it's not like switches are dying across. It's not the red ring of death, man. Like it's not a problem. Well, does it happen? Sure. Can it happen? It can. But does it really happen? Like, is it happening to the point where we have to find a solution for this? No, but if you're trying to sell new consoles next year for these two new models that are rumored to come out, mm -hmm. if I'm going to lose everything I've done in Animal Crossing, is that worth doing? You can just transfer. You can transfer to another console. 
Like the only way you would lose your save is literally if you just bricked your switch. I guess you can always yeah. transfer to a console. Like you may not be able to back up your cloud in this in, or back up your save in the cloud. You can send saves back yeah, to the console. You that's can true. save your saves on an SD card. <laughs> you well, can back them up yeah. locally if you really want to. I don't know that's how true. you import them back in and all that. I've never messed with it, but I know I know it's possible. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not a very empathetic person to begin with. So maybe I'm always kind of taking this approach because I'm about to talk about the, the Pokemon thing. And um, I may have not, I may have never been more salty on a topic than I am on this one. Well, before you jump into that, you want some breaking news? Yeah. Cause I, the reason I was looking at my phone, I got an alert in my phone. Um, I can pre-register right now. I don't know if you can see that for that. Dr. Mario World. So they talked nothing about this at E3 or since then, and I just got a pre-registration for it. And I think Mario Kart Tour. Oh yeah, maybe that's it, man. Maybe they're they're maybe they're moving a lot of your wacky things to mobile. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Um, looking through those things, here. eliminate viruses by matching colors the same way as you did before. Um, looks like there's power-ups. Viruses are everywhere. There's like a um, almost like a overworld. Oh, that's cool. It has like the levels. But here's what I like. Mario and friends are here to help. And we have Double Dr. Character. Toad, Dr. Oh. Peach, Dr. Hey. Bowser. Dr. Bowser. Oh, like so that. you're unlocking characters that have skill levels as well. So they probably have certain power ups. You can go against friends in versus mode. Yep. Use special skills to turn the tide. They show like Peach doing a special move. Um, so they have pretty cool, like uh, almost kind of similar to what Mario Kart did with the different power ups and different characters. Ooh. So. Yeah, it's available on Android for pre-registration for anybody listening. I don't know about iOS. I, I honestly don't know because I have an Android. But yeah, just got that alert as we're recording. So that's good stuff, man. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned this last week on Shaq, and we mentioned it on our E3 show, and we don't necessarily. I don't know. It's blowing up. Every blog and every website and every gaming thing has written something on this. There is no national Pokedex included in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Pokemon fans are very upset. Okay. So to reiterate the news, because I, I feel like I can't, like we're not reporting because we already have. To say right. it again, in every Pokemon game up to this point, you could collect the entire Pokedex across all generations. Mm -hmm. By using Pokemon Bank and importing Pokemon from different places, you could have them all. And this is something that a lot of like end post-game Pokemon players have done and they've done Absolutely. it for yep. upset. friend of mine has. Yep. Um, so there's over 800 Pokemon. Mm hmm and Masuda said two things. He said, uh, the team, the Pokemon company, again, not Nintendo, Pokemon company, I always got to put those together. Um, the Pokemon company has realized that they can't keep this like standard. That's yes. really what he said. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to. They're like, look, if we keep adding 100 Pokemon every time we get a new game, eventually we're going to have like 1,400 of these things that we can't just do it um, because it takes a lot of time. Not only does it take time to build the models, it takes time to balance the system mm -hmm. or you just end up a lot of worthless clones, which I think would be more people would be more upset about that. Absolutely. Like if every Pokemon didn't carry its individuality with it to battle and all the things, not to mention animations mm -hmm. right, spinning around and all that. So they're trying to, they said they want to bring in the favorites. Of course, there's somebody's going to be left out and not, happy of course, Cubone. Um, and you can't keep it over 800. You can't keep everybody happy. Sure. I would, if Cubone wasn't in there, I wouldn't. I all right. So people are being very, outspoken to say like a nice thing with their comments on this and there's been a lot of hate thrown at pokemon's way and if you go look at their twitter account and like the responses are there and i'm uh -huh. all for people 
like voting with their wallet. And I did the exact same thing with Mario Maker, except right. I didn't like tell them that they were awful and I didn't whine about like how much money they have and they should hire right. more people. Yeah. I simply said, if you're not gonna let me do this, then I'm not gonna buy the game. Uh -huh. And that's the easiest way to inflict change, people. <laughs> you wanna know why Mario Maker 2 probably patched in the stuff? Outside of the noise that we made, they probably saw pre-orders being. Canceled. Oh yeah, they saw projections on that 100. Like they, like, they were able to read that one. The game. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like I said, I'm not very empathetic. Uh -huh. This feels like the type of news story and claim that entitled gamers have. Like that stereotype of entitled, yeah, rewinding gamers. I feel like this fits right in there because while I understand that all the other games have it. And I understand that you did it before. That doesn't mean that, in my opinion, that doesn't mean that something that has to be there every game. Mm -hmm. I almost like the idea of making them special. When we did Shaq, me and Caroline were both under the impression. Now, Nintendo or Pokemon Company has not verified this, but we're both under the impression that the favorites will come back via raids, that they'll be like a DLC events. They will oh, have okay. sure. YouTube's here this week. Go yeah, play make Pokemon. It, make it a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. I don't understand why more people aren't taking that approach. I think it's because they haven't said that. Like they're not coming out and saying, look, we want to reserve some for the, like, they're not letting you know. I think it's yeah, a communication yeah, yeah. issue. But even outside of that, I kind of like the idea of making Pokemon a little bit more special. And maybe I'm, I don't with you. this one. Maybe yeah. I got to wait till the next one. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Like you said, so this is the first next-gen non-handheld pokemon we've had because pokemon go was limited to how many how many pokemon you had ev i'm right. so excited right so you have these open landscapes you have the pokemon running wild they're really good so not even just the character models in battle you're gonna have mm -hmm. them roaming in the fields yep. running around for 800 plus the ones they add in this game so you're looking already almost at that well you're looking at like 900 here's the thing they're mad about this if they decide to say okay uh, we can do the 800, but we're not going to add in any new Pokemon. They would have been mad. If they said, okay, we're just doing the new ones and all the first-gen Pokemon, they would have been mad. There was they literally no right way of they doing it other than having that last year when Let's Go came out because it was like, it's just right. the original set. Right. And it's like, that was the game. Right. <laughs> so what are you upset about? It's like, no, I, I'm all for it. And honestly, let, let, let's, let's be honest. People remember the original probably more than any, which is fine. And, you know, unless you start maybe mid thing, but like those are the more memorable ones. The longer Pokemon goes on, you're seeing more and more of these filler Pokemon. I want to put like air quotes around where it's just like <laughs> there's, there's nothing special about this one at all. I get like it's just here to fill in the number. Here's number, you know, 567, whatever that is. Like they're not memorable characters, yeah. all of them. There are certain ones that are favorites, which they said they'll keep, which I, yep. which I agree. Um, all the starter Pokemon from all the series will probably be done. You know, like those are the ones everyone remembers and, and, and the legendary ones. I'm sure they'll do special events for those. Like those ones make sense. I'm fine with it. You can't expect a, a game to have, you know, a thousand separate character models with a thousand separate move sets that are both in 2d and in 3d in battle animations and out in the wild. Like it's, you're being ludicrous at that point and they can't keep doing it every game. So, so here's the options. You either stop or you just don't release new Pokemon. You just deal with the same ones and release and a new story. In, in conjunction with that, not only does it is it hard to do with everything, but at the same time, if they did it with everyone all the time, then it just becomes like so watered uh -huh. down. Yep. There's so many of them all the time yeah. that it's harder to find like maybe the one that you want. 
Right. And you think we make fun of like the certain ones that pop out every every series that are like completely stupid. Yeah. And, and it's just gonna be more of those that you just laugh at and you're like, well, why am I paying you know, why am I playing this game and there's no, no good Pokemon left? I, mean, no good I don't want to demean folks from from wanting their the things that they want. Like I said, sure. just don't buy it. If because right. here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Pokemon Sword and Shield's gonna sell a lot. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. or without like I don't think the amount of people that are really upset about this are really because here's the thing. I don't think kids care. No, not and at that's all. That's really what the game is geared to. Yeah, and the folks that care are, you know, like thirty-year-old fan enthusiasts that have been there. But that's like it's like five percent of the market. It's mm-hmm. really small. Yep. Um, a couple other points that I've seen on Twitter that I, I at least want to address in the podcast because I they sound like good points. I don't necessarily think they are, but one point that I get a lot, and this kind of kind of rings for me and Caroline, is I pay five dollars for Pokemon Bank, and I should have it. You know, right. So here's the thing: Pokemon Bank never. Pokemon Bank never promised like Switch compatibility. It's not there. By the right. way, it's it was 3DS. designed well before Switch. And on so. 3DS, it works with everything. Yeah. Pokemon Home, the new mobile app that will replace Pokemon Bank, isn't out yet, and we don't know what you got to pay for it. It might sure. be free. Yeah. And you can still import all of your Pokemon to it. Mm-hmm. So you may not be able to play in Sword and Shield, but that doesn't mean like your Pokemon are lost. It just means right. you have to train new Pokemon. Yeah. Like what other game? Every game does this when it comes out with a new one. You can't just like pick your character from the last game and keep going. When I'm Destiny my OP level ninety nine characters, yeah. character like yeah. that's that's video games. Um, and in the same breath, though, the Pokemon Company said we're trying to make Pokemon Home like something that you want to do. So maybe by reserving some of the Pokemon in the game, like they they're making a gameplay reason for you to get home, right? The big elephant in the room is you've got Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. You can put your Pokemon in there yeah. and go and battle and do the things. Like there's just a lot of options and a lot of things I think to really kind of scratch that itch if you really want it. And I uh-huh. think what really comes down to this argument really boils down to I have a Pokemon that I raised to level 100 with perfect stats and everything that I want to use again. And it's like, well, you can't. Yeah. And I kind of think like good for Pokemon Company for ripping off the Band-Aid now. Yeah. This is a good one. It's a fresh start. Like, just get it out of the way. Like, yep. take, take, take your, you know, take the bad news on the chin and get it out of the way. But I, I think the favorites will be there. You know, yeah. like I, I made the joke in, in Discord. I don't need like 700 Kakunas right. flooding my Pokemon experience anymore. Like, I'm fine. I can live without those. Yeah. I'm sure Charmander and Bulbasaur and Squirtle and Pikachu are going to be there. Pikachu is like, definitely going to be there. Like, they're going to be there. So yep. I personally have no worries. I am also more of a casual Pokemon fan. Sure. So maybe Caroline feels completely differently and I, I'll be happy to let her give her rebuttal next week. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm in, I'm happy to play with whatever they have in the, I in can't the console. I'll find favorites there. That's fine. This news. Some of the things that are being said to okay. the Pokemon company are vile. Yeah. <laughs> They're really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, this is up there with like change the ending of mass effect. Yeah. <laughs> People are super pissed, man. Yeah. yeah. Like the guy that runs Cerebi.net like had to like get off its Twitter account. Cause these people are Oh, I feel for folks out there. I, I really do. Like, there's no. It feels like you can't win sometimes. No, you can't. They, this was this was no matter what decision they ended up making, it was not going to end well because you, you couldn't fit them all in there. There's no. And way. I still, I love this idea. Like that, you know. I feel like maybe it's maybe I'm too excited for it. Maybe I'll be let down. I'm really excited for this raid thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's super weird and fr- crazy. I, I want I want Pokemon Go levels of, you know, I want them to be like. Surfing Squirtle is in the raid Sunday right. night. You know, right, it's like, oh, crap, we gotta go do it. Yeah. Um, with the whole dynamo. That's another thing. People are upset with the lack of Z moves and Mega Moves. It's like, dude, Pokemon's 
size I'm, of the Eiffel Tower now. Like, I mean, maybe it's just me because I'm an old school Pokemon player. I was like, I don't need any of that stuff. I'm fine with just play. No, the game. I'm with you. There. Like, no. Dynamax is cool. That's fine. I'm glad they got rid of the other stuff because I wouldn't want three different mechanics to think about. Like, okay, I'm fighting here. I have to think of like the pyramid of you know which is stronger against which element yep. and what type. And like, I already got to worry about that. The last thing I need is now giants and Z moves and mega evolution. Like, you know, I was reading a preview. And the preview actually wasn't overly, overly glowing. Um, they said, you know, in kind of in lines to your comments, they were like, look, this is the same old Pokemon game. Yeah. Like it's dolled up with new things and that's sure. cool. Like, but literally it's the same thing. Yeah. Now, two things got me really excited about it, by the way. He said, um, or actually it was a she. She said the menu and UI design is the best it's ever been. And that makes me so happy. That's good. One thing that I've, I've never been huge. Yeah, it needs an update. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that they brought up that I never actually thought about because I didn't like the Dynamax when I first saw it. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why is Pokemon, you know, I call it the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Why is this, totally. this one this big? Giant and sheep. It was, um, the, he made a guess, or she made a guess, and she goes, you know, I think why this is here is because you're playing on the TV. And the screen oh, is bigger, sure. wider, and they need something to fill it to make it feel like a big, like, console sure. experience. And when I read that, I was like, that's probably right. That is yeah. spot on. That's probably exactly why this is there. Because yeah. otherwise, you're just like little Pokemon battles in each corner of the screen. Like that's going to get boring after a while. You got to do something big, something yeah. grand. No, that makes you know, sense. Take up the point. screen, have big explosions, do the stuff. <sighs> anyway, that's it mm -hmm. for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Kev, thanks for dropping by the shack, man. I hope you, uh, of course, find better Nintendo spirits. Get Pedro. I, I mean, hell, I don't have Pedro either. I'm Pedro, waiting to see what you man. say at it. You got to pre-order it. You get a discount. Like seriously, if you have any interest at all, like you might as well get it now. Cause yeah. you get a discount. You get like you save like two fifty. Yeah, it's, it's like two fifty three bucks. So I don't know. I, I feel you. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. If you if you weren't into like if you're the player who's like, I don't like Japanese stuff, I don't want RPGs, man, you're really feeling it right now. <laughs> especially especially you. Because you have other consoles. That's the other thing. You have yeah. all the consoles and all the games. Yes, I need a reason to play Switch. Yes. And that's, you're not going to get Doom, and you're not going to get Wolfenstein, and all yep. these other third-party games that people are excited for. Yeah. Why would you? Right. So we are in very like acute first-world problems. Yeah, to, yeah. To we're the like very small. You know, like if there was like a Venn diagram of markets, man, we're like that little sliver, yeah, little in sliver between. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, we get to play games and talk about them. It's all. It's all good. And I'm sure by the end, as, as I said in Discord and as I said on the show, by the end of the year, I guarantee you'll buy two or three of them and you'll like them for sure. Hopefully. Yep. All right, guys, that's it for Shaq86 titled Kevin Hates Everything. We appreciate it. Come follow us on Twitter at Shaq Life, and we will be back next week with hopefully Caroline returning from vacation. I'm not sure if she's going to be back next week or not. I think it's a little iffy, but uh, I know she misses it. She messaged me today, so I'm, I'm sure she'll try to be back if she can. She's talking more in the Discord now than she normally does. Right. <laughs> if she's not around, so, yeah. Anyway, if we miss you, Caroline, and we're out. Bye. Bye. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening, and I forgot the line already. What? What? <laughs>